Tune in to today's episode to hear the answer to one of my questions that I get asked the most. What in the world am I supposed to put on my slides? Welcome to the Course Creators Classroom Podcast. This podcast is all about the tips and tricks to writing a successful online course that will turn your students into raving fans. I am your host, April Bradford. Now let's dive into today's lesson. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Course Creators Classroom Podcast. I am super excited that you are here. We are almost 10 episodes in. Now I have to ask you, have you left a review yet for the podcast? If not, I would really appreciate it if you would go leave a review. You leaving a review helps other people find this podcast. So please go leave a review. I would love it. And don't forget, we're doing a giveaway after I get 25 reviews on the podcast. So the giveaway is for a $50 Amazon gift card. All you have to do is take a screenshot, send it to me on Facebook at April Alice Design Studio. I'll put a link in the show notes. And while you're there, you might as well join the Facebook group, the Course Creators Classroom Podcast group, because I will answer your course creation questions there in the group. All right, let's dive in to today's topic, which is what in the world am I supposed to put on my slides? Before we start, there's going to be three sections of this podcast. Number one is the purpose of your slide deck. Number two is going to be content of your slides. And number three is going to be design. So purpose, content, design. Before I get into all of that, I just want to talk about using slides and using them correctly. Have you ever sat in a presentation where the person has a PowerPoint and it's full of every single word they're going to say and they literally sit and read word for word their slide? Boring. Oh my gosh, snooze fest. Do not do that. That is not what your slides are for. It is not a script for your course. Okay, so get that clear right now. Your slides are not a script for your course. So let's go into what is the purpose of your slides. Your slides are there to enhance the learning of your students. So how can you enhance their learning? The slides are a visual enhancement for them. They can see graphics. They can see data, charts, infographics, images, anything like that. It also helps get the main points of what you're teaching across. So that way the students know for sure what the main points are because you are going to be putting those on your slide, which we'll get into in the content section in just a minute. And again, do not read slide by slide. That is not the purpose of your slide deck. So the main purpose is is really to enhance the learning of your students, okay? So let's talk about now the content. Very first of all, your slide content should always relate to your learning goal or the foundation for the lesson. Remember back in episode one when we talked about the foundation of your course? Every lesson also has a foundation. So what is the foundation? What is the promise for this lesson? All of your slides should be leading back to that foundation. That is how you create effective slides, is always making sure that your content is tying back to your foundation for the lesson. How can we do that? First of all, to create enhancement and engagement with your slides, you want to have an an aesthetically pleasing welcome slide. I am going to relate this to buying a house. Have you ever bought a house? If you haven't, I'm sure you know, what you do is you go and you go house hunting and you go look at houses. Now, imagine walking into a house the realtor opens the door, 
and it is an absolute disaster. There's stuff everywhere. There's maybe a hole in the wall. There's mismatched paint. The floors are terribly dirty. Are you going to want to continue walking through that house and see if you want to buy it? Now, maybe if you were expecting a fixer-upper, yes, but you weren't. So you're probably not even going to consider that house. You're probably going to maybe walk through it just because the realtor took her time to take you there, but you are not going to be interested in that. Now, let's imagine you go to another house. The realtor opens the door. It's clean. The owners even lit a candle. It smells really nice. The, they've opened the blinds to make sure there's all this natural light. There's a beautiful mantle as soon as you walk in across the room that's beautifully decorated. And you walk through the house and it's like a designer came in and put everything in a perfect place. Which house are you more likely going to want to buy? Probably the second one, right? This beautiful home that the owner of the home had created an atmosphere that was aesthetically pleasing to you because they want to sell their home. The same thing goes with your course. The very first thing that your students see is the welcome slide to your lesson. So what is that welcome slide going to look like? You can have the same welcome slide to every single lesson. That is okay. But make sure it is aesthetically pleasing just like the house that you want to buy would be aesthetically pleasing when you walk in. Make it an, an aesthetically, woo, I'm having trouble saying that word. Make it an aesthetically pleasing slide so when your students see it, they get that vibe of, wow, these guys know what they're doing. They are professional. They are the guru of this topic, okay? Make that vibe come across. You can do it on your welcome slide. All right, after your welcome slide, you need to set up the expectations of what the students will learn in this lesson. Now we've talked about this before, setting the expectations and telling the students what they're going to learn. That helps them learn better because they know to look for things, main points for that. At the end of your lesson, you are going to recap what your expectations were. So then the students know if they got everything that they needed to or if they need to go back and rewatch the lesson. Right now we've talked about your welcome slide and creating expectations at the beginning, recapping those at the end. Okay, now let's just talk about every slide. What would go on every slide? Number one thing, you want to avoid long chunks of text. Long chunks of text are confusing because students try to read it and then they're trying to listen to you and they get confused and they get lost. Are they supposed to be reading the text or are they supposed to be listening to you? And they go back and forth and they don't get a lot out of either one. So we want to put key information, the key points on the slides. So one or two sentences and bullet points are nice for this. If you're going to put more than one sentence, it should be a bulleted list of a few key points, but not a lot. Again, just because it's in a bulleted list doesn't mean that you can do a whole slide of a bulleted list. I would keep it at maximum five points. The extra information that you are speaking, right? Because you can explain those key points. You don't have everything on your slide. You're not just reading that one key point and moving on. You're explaining and teaching. 
So that extra information, if you feel like your students need it to refer to it later, you can put that in a handout. And we're going to go into handouts in a later episode of the podcast, but just know that extra information can go into a handout, but not on your slide deck. So key points go on your slide deck. Next thing is you want to keep it to one concept, one concept for each slide. Asterisk there. If you are giving directions, then, uh, then it could change. Okay. So if you're giving directions on how to bake a cheesecake and direction one is to preheat the oven, direction two is to gather ingredients. Those are different topics essentially, but they could be on the same slide. That's okay. Um, but other than that, one concept per slide. So if I am teaching a sewing class, I'm not going to teach about different types of material and different types of stitching on the same slide. Okay. So keep it to one concept per slide. Also, you should stay on each slide less than a minute. Your slide should be going quickly. We are a fast moving society and if things don't move, we get bored and we start to wander somewhere else. So one minute per slide, try to keep it to one minute or less per slide. Another thing to use on your slides, and you don't have to use this on every slide, but you can incorporate these are images and graphics. So you can use pictures, photos, you can use infographics, you can use charts and tables, but here's the but. <laughs> Do not use them if they don't pertain to the topic that you're talking about. Don't just put a picture to put a picture. If you're using a photo, make it so it is going to help students remember. So I've talked about Stu McLaren a lot on this podcast. Apparently his talk really resonated with me, entrepreneur experience. But one of the, um, one of the stories that he was telling was talking about, uh, dating and creating excitement. And he put this picture, this nasty picture of people making out on the slide. So the topic that he was talking about totally went with this picture. And I remember the, I remember his talk because of that picture, because it correlated together. You can relate the picture, just like we said last week with storytelling. If you're telling a story and the picture is going to connect the content with the story, by all means use it, but don't just put a picture just to put a picture. Also, you want to make sure that your pictures are high quality images and don't just go get them and leave the watermark on them. Don't steal pictures off the internet. Okay. There are places to get free stock photos off the internet. You do not need to use ones that have watermarks on them that you are stealing. Now I took a course and this course was from literally the gurus in this subject matter that I was taking the course in. And I'm not even going to say it because I don't want to, don't want to throw anyone under the bus. So I was really, really excited to take this course because these people have a big conference. They're a big name in this industry and they started their first lesson. Again, you want the aesthetically pleasing welcome slide. So people get that feeling of, wow, they know what they're doing. <laughs> this slide deck, they were using images that had watermarks on them multiple times throughout this course. It just left me with a bad vibe because it didn't feel very professional. And here I had spent money on a course 
from the gurus of this topic and they were, it just didn't feel professional. So make sure that you think about things like that. What image are you portraying by the images that you're choosing for your slides? Okay, so use high quality graphics and images. And another thing when you're using your, when you choose images, add labels. So if you are using diagrams, add labels if it'll help enhance your students' learning. So for example, if you're teaching massage techniques and you're showing a diagram of the human body, put labels with lines pointing to different the different muscles you're talking about so the students can easily see exactly what you're talking about. They don't have to guess. The last tip for content is duplicate your final slide. Why would I say this? We tend to get click happy sometimes and we forget that we are on the final slide and we click, 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 and then we click off of it and we weren't done talking about what we were going to talk about and then we're exited out of the slides and then it's just this big mess, right? And luckily, if you're not live, you can edit that out, but to save you on editing, just add an extra duplicate of the end slide and then you know this is the end of my slide deck. Okay, so that is all for content. Whew, that was a lot. I'm going to hurry up and go through that really quickly. Your slides should always relate to the learning goal. Have an aesthetically pleasing welcome screen. Avoid long chunks of text. Keep each slide to one concept. Less than one minute per slide. And use high quality images. Okay, let's move on to design. I love design. Did you know that an aesthetically pleasing slide deck makes you look more professional? It really does. Just like we were talking about with that home. If you have slides that are beautiful and look cohesive and put together, you're going to come off as more of an expert rather than if you didn't do that. Okay, so how can you do that? First of all, you want to keep your colors and fonts consistent throughout. I've worked with many clients and I get their slide decks to um, create a design for them. And there's numerous fonts throughout. There's weird colors everywhere. Don't do that. My go-to is two fonts, sometimes three, but usually two. I have one font for headings and titles, another font for the text. That's it. Your text should be very clear and easy to read. I would use a sans serif font because the serifs get uh, twirly and twisty sometimes and they can be hard to read. So choose a sans serif font. We've already talked about images, but just remember that your images should help your students remember what you're talking about and be relevant to the content on the slide. Another tip, I got this from the Bob Pike group and I think it's genius, is add the workbook page number to your slide. This is so helpful to your students because if they're working along with you, they know exactly where to turn in their workbook because it says so on the slide. It's just another engagement strategy and a user experience strategy that they're going to see you as a professional by something as simple as putting a page number on the slide. Okay, and another um, design feature you can use 
is use contrasting colors. So if you have a white slide, you don't want to have a light colored font because it can be hard to read and vice versa. If you have a dark slide, you don't want dark font because it can be hard to read. Use contrasting. If you have a dark blue slide, it's okay to use white font. Another thing to be cognizant of is sometimes white slides can be harsh on the eyes. So it's nice every once in a while to break up your white slides with a darker color slide just to give the eyes a break and break it from that bright light. So those are some simple design tips. I'm actually going to be going live on Facebook on Friday at 1.30 Central Time, giving you more examples of slide design and giving you examples of what I've talked about here. So I will link to my Facebook page so then you can get a reminder. You can go click I'm interested on the live event that will be coming up on Friday at 1.30. Also, I have a freebie for you. I have a checklist of all the things that we've gone through today. So if you want this checklist, just go to April, A-P-R-Y-L, Alice, A-L-Y-C-E, designstudio.com forward slash nine as in the number nine for this episode and you can um, get the freebie the checklist of all of these things that we've talked about today remember your slide deck is there to help enhance your students learning that's the number one thing we don't want to confuse them and overwhelm them with lots of text and we don't want to bore them with you reading every slide word for word verbatim So go forth and create a great slide deck that's aesthetically pleasing and enhances the learning of your students. Next week, we are going to be talking about workbook pages and how to make them effective and what to put on those. So tune in next week for workbook pages. We'll see you next week.